Welcome back to Anime Attic Podcast, and I am your host, Jerry. Hey, welcome one and all. So, I'm taking this anime in a different, in this anime conversation in a different direction, of course. And, you know, but staying the same. I feel like I've done a lot of bleach and a lot of solo leveling. Fair enough. I'm addicted to those animes. What do you want me to do? I think, after our last conversation, I want to figure out, out of the big three, additional fourth, and future five, who of all these characters has the best growth arc from where they began to where they have ended up currently. Now... I'm limited with one of these characters because, honestly, I haven't delved in enough or watched enough episodes of one of them to speak too closely on it. So, if I mess up the direction of this character or the belief that I have of this character, then I apologize. I will speak on the floor more than anything else. And I still think there's one of the five that I will group in that has had the best arc from where they started to where they have come currently in the, you know, stories they are. Mind you, we all have to remember that no matter what, they're heroes, they're all protagonists, so they were always going to end where they're at, meaning they were always going to be the cream of the crop, the top, so... It's not about how great their ending has been, but it's more on who had the better journey to get to the point where we knew they were all going. Um, As for the future one, the one that could be fifth along the lines, as I spoke up in the big three, his arc isn't done yet, so I'm still figuring out where he could go and how much of a worth how much it's worth to really consider him in this conversation, but we'll have him for now. So, the five that I will be speaking about today, of course, are Naruto, Bleach, One Piece, My Hero Academia, and Dragon Ball Z. We will throw in Super into this conversation, and we'll, we'll narrow it down. Now, I'm going to do this as a top five and talk about each one a little and why I don't think they fall into the category as much. First, the one I know least about and the one I don't have as much information, it doesn't really mean he's fifth in this line, but because I lack as much knowledge about him, I have to put him there for right now. It's Luffy from One Piece. Now... I don't know too much about the character, but I find that this is a character that was in the lead for their story as much as anybody else. Never really considered anything other than what he was. Had some, has had some great fights and stories and all that, but like I said, I don't know One Piece too well, so I can't speak about it too much, so I'm not going to delve into it, and I'm going to leave it alone. Okay, in fourth, and I hate to do it. Because I love him 
and he's probably my favorite anime character of all time. But when it comes to his story, he's weak. Like, the evolution of the character isn't as great in comparison to the other three. And for that reason, it hurts. It hurts. But I have to put Ichigo fourth in this conversation. I have to put him as close to not being at the top as possible. Because while, yes, the introduction of his powers of being a Shinigami was great. And the first arc is probably one of the better arcs I've seen in any anime period. It just wasn't enough as the story progressed and we got towards the end. I just felt that they were bleeding it too much. He, A, he didn't win enough fights in the later stories without having to go full crazy mode. He didn't evolve his attacks as much as he should have. Like, even his Bankai is a little weak. It isn't that great in comparison to so many of the other ones. And he doesn't have a, an arsenal of different moves that he can do or he can bring out. And he it never felt like he was looking to evolve the way he fights. But then again, as I've said before, Ichigo isn't really a fighter for fighter's sake. He was a protector. So it was never about getting stronger to because he loved to fight like Kenpachi was. It was more about, how can I protect the people I love? I need the one attack that I'm good at to be stronger. And I thought the fighting scenes could be better with him having a sword and everything. Like, why are you going to give this guy a sword and I'm going to love it so much? And you don't expand on that more. And I felt a lot of the side characters evolved a little bit better and had a little bit more depth in their abilities than Ichigo did towards the end. It's just as if you're going to add a... Ichigo became, what else can he be unlike everybody else? Oh, well, let's make him a Shinigami. Okay, check. His father used to be one. Oh, let's make him hollow. Okay, check. He got manipulated into that. Fine, okay. Let's make him, you know, human. Oh, okay, he was born on the human world. Why not? And in the end, let's make him part Quincy. What? Oh yeah, his mom is Quincy. Did you know? It was a forbidden love between his dad and his mom. And his mom's Quincy. What? Like, it felt like they just threw that in there at the end and went, hey, here you go. Have fun. Oh, and let's make his Zampato. The guy that he sees has his Zampato for so long that we just wanted to, you know, Zangatsu that we loved so much. Oh, yeah. That's actually the lookalike to the main Quincy bad guy at the final arc. Huh? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. They, they're, they're similar people. Oh my god. Why? Why? Why did you do this to me? I felt that was fun. That was just like, what? Oh my goodness, really? Okay, so that was he's number four. I'm sorry. And in this top five, Luffy, the only reason you're number five is because I don't know too much about you, so I have to learn and get better. Ichigo's number four. Number three. Now, I'm at a mix for these two characters. Because I feel that their stories are very similar. And it's like, am I judging what I've already seen? Or am I judging what I'm hoping to see? So, that's where this falls. So, because I want to believe more in what I have yet to see versus what I am seeing... 
I'm going to put Goku third for Dragon Ball Z. Goku's evolution as a main character has just been... A, it was great. Especially Dragon Ball Z, the first couple arcs. You know, through the Frieza arc into the end of Cell Games. I thought the evolution of the character of Goku was phenomenal. After Cell Games, I felt that Goku kind of just was a fighter for fighter's sake. He stopped being a main character to save us all with a purpose to being just, how can I fight the next strongest guy? So that hampers my understanding of the character. And as good as he is and he gets better and better, it just feels like the only way he gets better is another power increase versus actually learning anything or having to adapt that's that's what the fault I find when it comes to Ichigo and Goku is like they're great characters, but the only reason that they're great characters is is their power levels. And if it wasn't for the power levels, would they really be as great a character? I've always thought Vegeta had a better arc as a character than Goku did. Maybe even three or four times better. I even thought Gohan has had a better arc as a character than Goku did. And I honestly thought that in Dragon Ball Z, Gohan should have taken over the whole thing. And he's honestly probably stronger than everybody else. But they're never going to feed into that. So, Luffy, Ichigo, Goku. So, that leaves Midoriya from My Hero Academia and Naruto from Naruto. And in this, like I said, my fight between 2 and 3 was the similarities between the two. In the sense of how they got their powers. You didn't really see it coming. And all of a sudden they had it. So I'm going to go. With Midoriya as number two. Now Midoriya is an interesting character. Because like I said. The reason I'm ranking him higher than Goku. Is because of what his future could be. Also because of what his character has evolved into. Because watching My Hero Academia. His character was. Oh my god I have this power. That isn't my original power. Oh my god, it's going to kill me if I use it this way. I have to change that. I have to adapt. I have to change the... Oh, his character has evolved in understanding himself. In understanding the use of his powers. In grasping how he can use powers with other people. How to use it against other powerful people. When to go all out. When to hold back. Like... That is a true evolution of a character. And he's very smart for that. Like, Midoriya is probably one of the more intelligent characters that we see for someone who has basic understanding of the powers that he has. It's like, he, his ability to be a fighter comes from the fact that he studied so many other people who were fighters for so long. And his mental ability to adapt within situations to grasp how to best counter somebody else without needing to have the power is probably one of the more interesting things and then you give him power it makes that already foreseeable knowledge that he has so much bigger because it it is it's just amazing that this guy has changed himself as much as he had in what honestly has been no more than two years within the arc of the story. 
it's such a compelling design to a character that when he ultimately gets to that point where he's on the same level as being as great of characters as Ichigo and Goku and Naruto, it's going to be probably one of the better stories for an older character as almost anybody else. I think from what I've seen of pieces of Luffy, he has one of the most interesting arcing stories for the use and gains of his powers. But the two, the true application and understanding that are within the character, Midoriya is just so much bigger. And those moments where he goes all out and has to to protect everybody just feel so much like the Ichigo and Goku moments. Except there's more understanding, more use of different techniques. So I just always thought that that was so much cooler. Now, of course... As you probably guessed by now, since we've gone through the first four and I only gave five, Naruto is number one. Evolution purposes of watching anime from beginning to current, adaptability to different circumstances, growth in a character, growth in a story, ability to... Bring on new moves, new move sets, new fights, new styles. And then the overarching feeling of bringing people who didn't like him and with a reason didn't like him to then liking him and being a part of his team. Like, Naruto checks off every box, man. You hit, He was an annoying, annoying character at the beginning. The first ten, the first, like, five arcs, three or four arcs, were insanely, like, you liked him, but you were annoyed easily by him. You liked who, where he was progressing, but, oh my god, he was such a kid, it was so, oh, but you liked the story. And him as a main character wasn't bad, and there were enough supporting characters to make him so much better. And he also learned... If you watch that first arc of Naruto, where he fights him, where Team 7 makes their first fight, not when they're learning to be Team 7, but that first fight arc of Naruto, when they get that A-rank mission, he evolves within that story and becomes better. And then we get glimpses of this overpowering power that's within him, which is also very cool, but it doesn't overtake that often... It overtakes from time to time, and there's some within that first arc that where it overtakes a lot. But even in that first arc, I know the show's about him, and it follows him, but there's a lot of building of the other characters around him, and I always thought that was great. And then when you get to the Chunin exams, and you have that level, and then when he has to learn how to use, you know, the Rasengan, there's that level. And, like, this is all while he's young. And then when they go and try to save Sasuke, like, and he's with the other people, and you see the effect that he's had on Neji, and that fight that Neji has. So, there's so many evolutions to who Naruto is. And Naruto isn't designed as a character who's going to win every fight he's in when he's young. Like, that was probably the biggest difference there wasn't just going to be a switch that he flicked and boom, Naruto is now the best of the best. 
No, he had to get better. Everybody was better than him. Everybody. And then when you switch over from Naruto and you go into Naruto Shupiten, the jump that the character made while still keeping a lot of the pure childlike essence that you had from the original was astounding. Astounding. And then you had this evolved, more developed, more well-maintained character who had now become as smart as anybody else. Because he wasn't an idiot. He just wasn't very capable. And now you gave him the capability to show off how much of an idiot he wasn't. And you made him a better character. He wasn't as annoying. He was better in the fights. He had to evolve his moveset. He had to redevelop things. Like, by the time we got to the big fight between Naruto and Pain in the whole Shupinen arc, where Naruto had to evolve, like, we had seen him go through different things. We had seen him go through training. We had seen, like, we got story arcs of all the characters while he was training. Like, Naruto had to actually train. He had to develop his moves and his sets and his ability. If you think about where that character started and how low on the totem pole he was, how disrespected by his own people in there he was, which is not something you could say for almost any of the other characters except maybe Midoriya when it came to Bakayo. Like, everybody else was okay because they only met him afterwards. But Naruto had to fight his way to be respected within his own show. And then you don't get full respect for him until after he beats Pain, which is halfway into the evolution of his next show. Like, think about that. And if you don't think that that doesn't make him number one, then holy crap, what were you watching? On a pure sake of which of these top five I love above everybody else, Ichigo takes the cake because his demeanor, his style, his overall presence, Ichigo is better than everybody else. But evolution of a character over time and evolution of self in the character within a story, Naruto hands down is number one. Number one. Now, of course, we could talk about other ones, but we're talking about the main five that I said in the Big Three podcast who were the past, current, and future possibles. So, I know there's other characters to talk about and probably other ones that we can integrate into this, and we'll have that conversation later on. We'll bring that in in future episodes, but for this one, I just need to get it out. I needed to get it out. Naruto is number one in the evolution of a main character. I got nothing else to say. He was just great. I love that show. I love anime pure and simple. And I appreciate you guys listening to this and listening to all the others. This is amazing. Thank you. I will see you next time. Peace. Oh, 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 oh,